You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolix Nights. It's the Grolix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. Melanie. And I'm Jesse. We're all here. Woo! We're all here. Woo! How how's that even at work anymore? Like, I don't know. After it's been almost episodes. a month since all three of us have been here, right? Yeah. I'm like, it's like, yeah, it's like a reunion special. <laughs> it is. A, it's, it is special every time we get together. It is. You know yeah. what? Even if we're even if it's us every week, it's a reunion every week. Yeah, um, big show got a big show. That's what people say. With yeah, you have show. to say that, right? I have, but it, there's like it was one of those things where there is a lot of there's actually for once a lot of news. That's what we're doing tonight. We're going to talk TV and movie news. I would say entertainment news, but if you Google entertainment news, and I want to say Savannah mentioned this last week, you find nothing but gossip. We're not celebrity gossip. For the most part, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless it's really good, but then it's, it's really then juicy. it's actually news, right? Sort of. No, it's not. But uh, we won't. Be. We will talk about it. It's got to be super ju- juicy. <laughs> All the juice. I also want to say hello, hello, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. That's right. All of our something, <gasps> you know, three hundred something subscribers cannot watch this live as opposed to not watching it when I schedule it later like I have been. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It only takes like one somebody to listen once and then you, you know before you know it we have people being like, "I I look forward to hearing you talk about that every week or something." That's true. It only takes or, one time maybe not and week, they're hooked. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then it takes a village to raise that one time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. No, it's it it. Oh man, it's like oh, they listen one time and then they're hooked, and then it, it creates a podcast, and then we have a, a bigger network, and then nobody listens to any of us. <laughs> <laughs> All of our listeners, listen, it's a well-documented fact that all of our listeners just, they end up just creating their own podcasts and doing that instead. That's fine. Hey. We, we're, we're like, a, we're like conduits. Right. <laughs> we're, a, we're a gateway podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're a gateway podcast. I like that. <laughs> now, interestingly, I can't see our number of viewers this time uh, i'm seeing three on facebook but that's oh. just me oh okay. and two other people <laughs> and i, I could I comment on paul's comment oh i'm not seeing any comments please do oh well he commented oh. when he yeah. commented when did melanie become the optimist and i just want to say i am always kind of an optimist because i'm an idealist even though i try not to be i always have i'm like everything could be great if we could just do this or that, that probably will never happen. But I keep trying, you know? Right. So that's kind of optimism, sort of. Let's jump into this. Okay. Well, okay. Before we get to the news, as we usually do, what have we been watching? Have you guys, I'm going to throw it over to you guys uh, real quick. What have you guys been watching? Anything? 
No, I have not seen anything. Uh, I'll, I'll go from like least relevant to most relevant. Um, so not really watched, but I, uh, I partook in the Pokemon go fest thing. Um, which is so Pokemon go the app that everybody was crazy about. And nobody remembers still exists. Um, they do an annual thing called go fest. It's like their anniversary, like event thing. And it's usually held, uh, in certain cities around the globe. So you go say to Chicago and then you can catch special Pokemon in Chicago in this certain area. And each area is divided up by Pokemon types or whatever. And so you run around and you catch all those um, because you got to catch them all. That's the whole point. Uh, Anyways, because of the pandemic. Yeah. uh, Because (laughs) sorry, because of the pandemic, they don't want people to go to one specific location and really group together in, in close proximity and spread a virus, I guess. Um, so what they did, uh, this year was they decided to make it a global thing. So you could do it wherever you are. And rather than, uh, walk to different locations, it was by hour. So the first hour you would catch water type Pokemon. And then the next hour you would catch, fire type just as an example um so internet being internet uh there are some people who love this idea right because now everybody can can go ahead and do it and i was like you know i'm gonna try it because i was never just gonna go to chicago to run around in a park if i'm going to chicago i'm doing some other stuff um uh but i thought you know for for this you know who knows if they'll ever do it this way again uh i'll give it a shot and so I did. And the internet being the internet, nerds hated it. <laughs> like people are just like mad about this thing. Like usually GoFest is like a one day event uh, because this is global. Now they did it as a two day event and they had like some other stuff going on with it. And uh, so it was like a two day event for the, for the price of admission. And, uh, I, and I thought it was fine. It was fun ish. You know, it was good enough, you know, like I, it was like a $15 drop. So it was $15 to get your ticket to the event. And, uh, but then that's two days worth of stuff. You know, like I've bought a DVD or a, or a Blu-ray watched it once and it sat on my shelf. So I've spent that money, uh, less wisely than this in the past. So I thought, you know, I don't have to travel and I can try this. And I thought it was all right. And I think, I thought you got a fairly okay uh, value for it, but nerds be nerds hated it. They're so mad. Like they were like, this is the worst. It was a waste of my money. Yada, yada, yada. So not, not much, not much to do about anything, but uh, it was a thing that I did last weekend. And, uh, (laughs) and it just got me thinking about, you know, the kind of stuff that we talk about and how nerds get mad. And uh, of course they did. Not much. What, what, oh man, you said something great. Not much to know that, or not. Much not much to do, to do about nothing. About. Yep. Yep. Uh, sorry, I was finishing up my. Oh, you're the rest good. of my pimpages. You're good. Um, well, Melanie and I. I know Melanie watched some stuff because Melanie and I. Savannah, hello. I'm late. I'm late on the comments. This was probably five minutes ago. She said this. Um, because Melanie and I finished the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, you yeah. finished yeah. it. Okay. I I loved it. Yeah. I 
I don't think it's perfect. Like the writing is not always great, but I think it's an intentional sacrifice sometimes. So I did not. Okay. So when I, I, I talked about it previously and I knew it was like, you know, much more Western-y samurai mm-hmm. movie kind of inspired thing. I didn't realize it is purely a Western samurai genre show. Like why I say the, some of the writing is not the greatest is they sacrifice some of it so that they can just all in on the tropes. Each episode is like a different, you've seen it a million times. So I know one of Melanie's complaints is it's, it's predictable and it is, I agree, but it's predictable because you've seen those stories a million times. Right. There's the story of the, you know, it's the, the seven samurai or the magnificent eight, the, uh, they've got to defend a small village, uh, against bandits they're all in on the genre tropes um that sometimes like they didn't really need to need they didn't need to be you know they didn't have mm-hmm. to be but for me i'm good with it because i love those tropes i love those right. genre tropes. it's so <laughs> yeah, yeah. good it's i mean it's ridiculous it's cheesy the village episode that i mentioned they even did the thing where they've got to train the villagers how to fight and like that's right. That's maybe, right. Maybe don't try to cram that into a 30 minute episode. Maybe your time frame seems real wonky because it kind of seems like they got there. And then maybe the next day they train them to fight and that night they use that training. But yeah, I, there was supposed to be weeks that had passed. Right. Anyway, I loved it. The tone, the music was awesome. Uh, it invokes that like it made me want to watch the Zatoichi TV series because it's got that kind of 70s ish uh weekly series episodic like adventure or maybe kung fu or something like that yeah old series old uh genre tv show um the production was good i loved it it's yeah it's solid super Mel- fun what does melanie think i'm sorry <laughs> you do i was gonna just vomit about that yeah i liked it i thought it was okay like i said it's predictable which is not the greatest for me does this have Ronda Rousey in it? Is that who that lady is? Who I is? I don't think so. You you mean the blacksmith? The no, the bounty hunter lady. Oh, oh, what was she in? She was in something, obviously. <laughs> That's helpful. Um, oh, I want to find out who it is. Gina Gina Carrero Garano. Yeah. Same but different. Like tough, <laughs> tough, yeah, tough lady. You know, um, tough woman. Except she could act, and I would submit that Ronda Rousey's not very good at it. So. Well, see, that was the thing. I was I was thinking it was Ronda Rousey, and I'm sure if I looked at pictures of both of them, they don't look the same. But you know what? They could both beat me up easily, so it's fine. And I'm like, oh, this is why people say she can't act. <laughs> so, But I was thinking the wrong lady. I was not super fond of her acting. Fortunately, she didn't really she didn't give her a whole lot of heavy stuff to do. But some of her line delivery, I thought was a little questionable. Sure. Um, Trust me, if it were Ronda Rousey, uh, you you would have been like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because okay. Um, I know people have complained about her in, of all things, uh, the most recent Mortal Kombat video game. They changed oh. Sonya. They, she plays Sonya in the game. Yeah. People have been critical. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's Sonya in... Mortal Kombat, they don't give her a whole lot of emotional yeah. depth to have to work with. So, you know, well, she was never a super emotional 
character anyways, but still. Right. Okay. Paul says, by the way, Savannah says I'm late. And then later she said, I'll watch later. Sorry, guys. She must be busy. I don't know. Um, Paul says nerds got mad at Comic-Con at home. Stop trying to dictate our news stories, Paul. I don't actually don't have a whole lot of Comic-Con at home stuff to talk about. Um, just because there was so much like news from the last two days, it kind of overshadowed everything. I just had to stop gathering news. Sure. Um, God, I feel like I'm all like I'm just barreling forward. <laughs> Melanie, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Mandalorian? I'm sorry. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Uh, now I now I know uh, why she was familiar. She also played uh, what's her name, Angel Dust, in the first Deadpool movie. So she was the you know superhero landing. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But she didn't have to say a whole lot in that movie either. She just kind of was she also a fighter though. Yeah, like yep. They both came from the world of uh, like fighting. Yep, the world of fighting. <laughs> the MMA, yeah, blazing into the movie wizardry world right. of Hollywood. That's why I got got them those two mixed up. Um, I don't think there's. I don't honestly under other than Mandalorian. I don't think there's anything else I watched. Um. So then the other thing that I did watch. Uh, what? Well, it stinks that Savannah's not here because I I'm I'm not caught up, but I'm now into season two of what we do in the shadows. So I just like. Boom! I just barreled through, and and got a lot further in what we do in the shadows. Um, love how season one ended. It was super fun. It was like, are you, what? Just like the first kind of like uh, moment. And then I love, um, I love the trial episode. Like I'm gonna make, yeah. I'm gonna make Holly watch that episode. So they've got Wesley Snipes on a webcam. <laughs> so <laughs> funny, and they're like basically just ripping on him the whole time. Like. <laughs> Like they're annoyed by his webcam, anyways, but then they're also like, he's a daywalker. <laughs> right. It's like he's Wesley Snipes, but Blade. Yeah. Like they're yeah. Him as a daywalker. It's like, what is going on? Also, the the, the movie characters, yeah. or at least two of the movie characters. Yes. Was it yeah. Yeah. Two With two a Taika and then um I can't remember the other guy. Um, yeah, but he was he was one of the um he was one of the principal actors for Fly of the Concords. Uh, right. Was it Klaus? Right. I, I want to say his character's name was Klaus. And they were the only ones that had like their character names. Uh, everybody else was like Tilda. <laughs> Even though she was clearly her vampire character from um, that movie she did with Tom Hiddleston about vampires in Detroit, basically. Um, everybody else was like their vampire character. Like Danny Trejo mm -hmm. was clearly from Dust Till Dawn or, mm -hmm. or something. Right, um, right, yeah. yeah. And you could tell, like, um, like Evan, Evan Rachel Wood was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you could tell she's like, some of them you could tell were not on set with everyone else. Like every time they're there, it's like it'll cut to them and they're just standing there by themselves. Kind of, it's all dark anyway. Doesn't matter. It was still awesome. It was awesome. And they reference uh, Tom and Brad, <laughs> like they just weren't going to be there. Um, who else did they reference? They referenced some some pretty good ones yeah it's uh, yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you barreled through a bunch of it I, I, yeah i've i feel like it's a show that maintains a consistent quality yeah mm -hmm. yep yeah. i would agree um and then i i think i mentioned this to you guys 
in the chat, but I got caught up or not caught up, but I watched Dr. Sleep and I watched it on HBO Max and I have a little bit of a beef because of how HBO Max handled this. Uh, so if you decide to watch Dr. Sleep on HBO Max, check out the extras because listed in the extras for Dr. Sleep is the director's cut, which is a half an hour longer. So, you know, if you're going to spend two and a half hours and you're like, what's another 30 minutes, go ahead and watch that version because I didn't discover this until after I'd watched the two hour and 30 minute version. And I'm not going to start over to see what I'm, you know, dedicated like, another to, three hours to the, yeah, to the 30 minutes. I'd be like, no. And it I'm, made, yeah, it made me mad. It was like, so I searched up what the differences are and it's like, they're cool things too. Like it would have been cool to see those scenes in context with each other. Um, yeah. It, so if you have HBO max, I, I liked it and I would recommend it. Um, and we can get into that again, but I think we've talked about it in the past. You guys talked about it when you guys saw it, uh, but I did a back to back. So I watched the shining. Oh, because I knew I wanted to watch this and I wanted it to be kind of fresh so that I could be able to compare it. And yeah. then I went in and, and watched Dr. Sleep. And, and usually I regret that decision. Like, like when we watched the crow, way back when city of angels came out, like we watched the crow because we knew city of angels was coming out. And then we went oh, to no. city of angels and it was, it made it seven times worse. It was already <laughs> no. a bad movie, but when you compare it to the original crow, cause you just saw it oh, oh, man. so bad, but so, it was actually no more fun because you could catch more Easter eggs. You, you could see more specific stuff. You could see, I mean, unless you, uh, if you're a cinephile that already knows all this stuff about, uh, the Shining, because you've watched it dozens of times, you probably would notice it anyway. But for me, I think I've seen The Shining once or twice. And one of those versions was the Rob Lowe version. Um, so re-watching this was beneficial. Real quick, I want to say, Paul, I don't... The Okay, so I just... This comment just popped up for me, Paul. My comments are super behind. So if you have something relevant like you expect it to pop up six minutes after the fact but he's he randall what uh what about that big reveal at the end question mark i don't know what you're talking about probably mandalorian yeah i think so must be what was the big reveal at the end i mean if you guys remember it that's a spoiler but is there a big reveal it's been a minute since i've seen it so is it something that ties into like star wars lore because if it is i don't i didn't catch it yeah, doesn't matter. Um, we'll find out in six minutes. So, stay yeah. tuned, <laughs> right? Stay tuned. Right. This is great. This is great television podcasting. So, how was man The Shining and Doctor Sleep back to back? It was first off good. It was pretty. I got I I got a comment on the HBO thing. Why would they put the director's cut in the extras for the actual thing? List it as its own entry. Put it next, right next to it. Make sure it's always like right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. If all it is is like additional stuff, right. I'll just watch the. Right. I, yeah. I want to see that additional stuff in context. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Back to back. How 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 was that experience? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say back to back. Like I I watched The Shining on like what Sunday, and then I <laughs> and then I watched uh, Doctor Sleep on Monday, kind of thing. So you know, I slept on it. That's a perfect movie to watch right before you go to sleep right the shining <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah uh man man i like i 
I really appreciate uh, how faithful uh, they were to the original, to the movie. Um, and the casting was incredible. Like they, you know, like they got, they got characters that look like the, the characters, you know, with the exception of maybe Danny's mom. Um, what's it? Wendy, like Wendy didn't quite look like Wendy from the shining, but I feel like, like it didn't matter. Maybe she came in or, or it's somebody that the director knew because he seems to like to work with the same people over and over because he cast Elliot that's his name to me elliot from et as as jack oh um yeah. and I, which i didn't realize so they did something with his face i'm sure melanie did she always recognizes that guy i never recognize him but i feel like she was somebody who maybe they came in and they're like uh okay i don't know it doesn't really look the part and then she did the voice and they're like okay because oh, like yeah. yeah she didn't look the part but she was definitely doing the voice oh yeah my only criticism of that is it seemed like an impression versus like sure yeah whatever well even the Halloran character was a little bit of an impression but like I like man, him I love the the Halloran inclusion because so it was it was really well done um that, that actor just invoked it and the set so yeah, the set of the the Shining, you know, minor spoilers for Doctor Sleep, but the end of the movie, there's a lot of, you know, they're in the Shining hotel, the Overlook or whatever. A lot. Mm -hmm. The set, if I recall right, is pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. The only thing I wondered was like, it felt like a little more claustrophobic. Right, not as open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. smaller. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it, it kind of added to the feel. And it also like, it also makes you, I mean, like there's a bunch of conjecture here, but it's like when you're a kid, everything looks bigger, right? So yeah. we're seeing all of this through Danny Torrance's eyes. Uh, you, you know, when you're a little kid and, and you're walking down those halls or riding your bike down those halls, those halls are going to look oh, bigger. That's very interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. I almost wonder if that's somewhat intentional. I don't, I don't know. Otherwise, you know, also the overlook being what it is, you know, like it's been dead for years kind of thing. And it's like, so maybe it's shrunk in on itself. I don't know. Right. You, you can just conjecture the heck out of this movie, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know. You know, like it's not, it's not a perfect movie by any means. And it definitely is not on the same level as the shining, but boy, it was a fun way to return to that world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I could continue talking about Dr. Sleep. But sure. Sure. I, we probably shouldn't, I guess. Anything else before we move into the news? We have a lot of news. Nope. Go to the news. That's all okay. I got. And again, if anybody's commenting, I'm sorry, it's not popping up a whole lot. Although I'm looking on Facebook and it doesn't look like we're getting a whole lot of comments. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's a lot of movie news. And like I said, there's, I mean, some of this stuff did come out of Comic-Con at home, but I didn't really, I did initially when I started gathering together my stories, wanted to, I was like, well, Comic-Con happened. And I know people were kind of unhappy about it, as Paul alluded to about nerds being angry about it. I don't know why, but that's the thing. I don't know why. I was going to look into it and thought maybe we could talk about that. Eh, I got more relevant news or more interesting news so uh first up let's just talk about movies in general um universal and AM amc remember they had a little bit of a 
lovers quarrel a little bit of a spat a while back about trolls world tour mm-hmm. oh that's um, right yeah well they made up they kissed and made up and they will crunch the it, theatrical they didn't window. just make up man <laughs> they 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 crunched uh they came to they came to an agreement and they will shorten the theatrical window to 17 days with the option to then do premium video on demand afterwards. Because the initial thing was they released Trolls World Tour on video on vi- video on demand. The theaters were kind of like, what? You're not you're not making good on your like release in theaters and then you wait and release on home video later. Um and they said they would never show another universal movie. Right. Well, they, they made up and they, so according to deadline.com, apparently the deal is, let's see, universal and focus features will play at AMC theaters for a 17 day exclusive theatrical window. After that time, universal has the option to make such titles available on PVOD. Oh, it's pre that's different. Premium view. Yeah. Including AMC theaters on demand. Oh, so you sound like, you know, a little bit more about this than I do, Jesse. No, I, I just, I, I feel like it, it went from like, we're never going to do this again to like, I wonder how much of a share AMC gets of those, uh, VOD services. Like, I, I wonder if they get like profit sharing or something, but I don't think any of that is really being, um, reported, but it makes me wonder, I'm just going to throw you guys that conspiracy theory. Let you guys chew on that. Thanks. <laughs> Backroom deals. It's Hollywood, man. And they're all reptiles. They're all reptiles. Except, <laughs> except for the aliens, which are also reptiles. I yeah. feel like that's coming up in the news list, too. I'm excited. So does AMC get a cut of then the, the VOD? I don't know. That's what I that's what I'm speculating it about. It is. Yeah, see, it was like uh, it's more than it's more than they made up. <laughs> so okay, so here's how I read this: the movie studio or Universal's like, fine, we'll. How about this? We'll give you a cut of the VOD. We're not going to cut you out, All right? Yep, freaking middleman. So, <laughs> commenting on the agreement, Adam Aaron said, "Adam Aaron, who is the AMC CEO." Adam Aaron, I'm sorry, I'm probably saying that wrong, said, quote, AMC enthusiastically embraces this new industry model, both because we are participating in the entirety of the economics of the new structure and because premium video on demand creates the added potential for increased movie studio profitability, which should in turn lead to the green lighting of more theatrical movies. But mostly because we get a cut of the VOD. We get a cut of the VOD. (laughs) That's, That's what it's really about. It's not about the industry. Are you kidding me? They don't care about the industry. They were ready to file for bankruptcy. Okay. Good for them. I don't know why. I like movie theaters. I don't know why I'm so anti-theaters in all I even like AMC theaters. Generally, they're spacious and you can see a lot of movies in them. But, Mm -hmm. like, something about it. But okay, good. I'm glad. But I don't know if I'll go to a lot of AMC theaters after this pandemic because they did not handle it well. Mm Mm-mm. Oh, well. give my money to Alamo or someplace like that. You could go to perhaps an IMAX movie theater. Yeah. Oh, that feels like a segue. Because IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this ties. This is kind of a double story. 
uh, it's Tenet, which has been the big movie, the, the, the like, the big like theaters are coming back. Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. It's coming out. Okay, we're gonna delay. It. It's coming out. We're gonna delay. It. So oh, I've got yeah. a couple tenant things. It's like been like the poster child of like the movie system as it is dealing with uh, with right. COVID. Um, so I like this headline. It's kind of amusing. Uh, this is from Deadline.com. IMAX workers early tenant review. Oh my god! I forgot how great it was to be in a movie. CEO relays. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. The, basically, they're. Tenant will be like they're gearing up to actually run this thing. They did a screening in, for IMAX employees. Basically, they send it out to IMAX, and IMAX employees are like, "I'm gonna watch this because um, <laughs> we can." Uh-huh. Um, I'm kind of confused by this quote. Several people at IMAX were involved with Tenant at the post-production phrase. End quote. CEO of IMAX. Uh, Richard Gelfond said, according to deadline.com again, um, quote, the reaction was, oh my God, I forgot how great it was to be in a movie. Tenet is just a beautifully filmed, beautifully made, wonderful movie. It's just one person. It wasn't just one person at one age. It was a number of IMAX employees who spontaneously said that to me, end quote. They so mean the CEO like, of IMAX is like, people watch Tenet and they're like, it's a great movie and they love being in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. Like, I'm sorry, you're the CEO of the theater and your quote is like, oh my God, I forgot how great it was to be in a movie. No, I'm not going to buy it. I'm sure the movie's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he made it a commercial like, to come on back to the movies. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and I get it. Like Theaters live venues bars that actually closed like i get them wanting to be like get open that's their business but i don't know man so also along those lines uh tenant tenant this is a few days old up to maybe even a week and i don't have specifics on okay here's some of the details um so it got the go ahead to be released in like 50 countries oh but not the u.s not at the (laughs) the well yeah because we're unsafe that's where it's it's not political it's a reality this is not getting a political this is but this is the one story that touches on reality my apologies um but it ties into the like you know countries are opening up and they're not letting us U.S. citizens in because we're not doing well. We're not handling it right. well. Um, but basically, Tenet is scheduled to open in 50 territories between August 26th and 28th. And that includes Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom, France, Italy, Korea, and Australia. I'm pulling this specifically from IndieWire.com. Um, and there's uh, there's other places, Japan and Russia, soon, soon after. Um uh, China as well, but that'll be even later. Here, it is currently set to open in select theaters. They've changed it. So they scaled it back. It's going to open in select theaters. Hey, Andrew, what's going on, man? Andrew hey, from, from, from YouTube. YouTube. What's going on, man? Interesting side note about this uh, headline in this article. Uh, I read an article that was similar to this that's not entertainment related but it's it's one of those misleading headlines where it's like um for nebraska they 
the headline was something like most most of Nebraska will uh, move ahead to phase four and reopen with very little um, restrictions. What, what the article didn't say was that was most of like Western Nebraska, our most sparsely populated uh, part of the state. Most of, you know, like most of the people who read the Omaha World Herald, which is where this one came from, uh, this was not about them. This was not, in per- it, it wasn't pertinent to them. So how this relates is that this headline basically says that 80% of the U.S. can see the movie in theaters on September 3rd. But what it's not telling you is that the rest of the world will get to see it first. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and that's exactly it. So it, what it looks like, and the article kind of goes into like some states, 45 states, like they their theaters can operate, but there's restrictions. A lot of theaters just aren't blah, 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 and they kind of break it down. Um, but basically, and then they they say, even if all of California and New York couldn't open in a few other areas besides, more than 80% of the population would still have the potential to see tenant in an indoor theater. Um, but yeah, that's the thing, like, a large portion of the world is going to get it in August. Right? August? Yeah. And it will open here but it'll be after that. It seems like late August or, or September maybe. And it's going to be in select states. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that are still states that are still under kind of a more hardcore lockdown and maybe larger cities. It won't open. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I tell you, I tell you what I, I do like the theater experience. I'm not going to the, any movie theaters this year. I don't plan no. on it. <laughs> I don't, I attend it. And I mean, I like Christopher Nolan. This looks like another awesome, like I know it's t- like it's got time tra- travel, wa- timey-wimey stuff going on. That sounds awesome. Uh, Andrew, happy to see you streaming on YouTube. Thanks. I we should have just been doing this instead of Twitch for a while, <laughs> but we can do all three right now. So we're doing all three. Um, <laughs> YouTube, we're actually, where we actually have subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's true. Yeah. I may go about things backwards, but I get there eventually. Um, speaking of time travel movies, if I'm going to a movie theater uh, to see a movie, it's going to be Bill and Ted. <laughs> and that comes out in September too. But I'm probably oh, just going to watch that one at home. But that makes me sad because I would like to see Bill and Ted in the theater. What but. is it? When's the new drive-in going to get done? Because they're like working uh, there, on that, aren't yeah, they? There is, yeah, there is a drive-in in Omaha being constructed or just... In Elkhorn. Elkhorn. Yeah. So like it'll be on the outskirts. Yeah. Um, super excited about that. Uh, they were slated to reopen the middle of this month. That's ending now in July. But looking at their Facebook page and they are pretty awesome about posting updates um, mm-hmm. and pictures. It's definitely not ready. I'm guessing construction's probably slowed down a bit. <laughs> um, so I don't know when they're going to reopen. But yeah, they're they're building it like they fairly often post pictures of laying cement and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Jackhammers and forklifts. Right. So, you know, we're busy. Um, that is, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but if there's a silver lining specifically regards to movies, to this whole thing, it's that hopefully drive-ins come back, man. Silver yeah. screen, silver lining. Oh, no coincidence. <laughs> nope. I was going to say tenant 
would be cool to see. It's a timey-wimey Christopher Nolan movie. It'd be cool to see in the theater. I'll be fine to wait till it's on video and I'll watch it in my house. But I do recall seeing Inception in the theater and it was fantastic. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. The sound. He's good at like interesting stories as well as spectacle. Oh, and yeah, the sound of Inception. And that's definitely an area where my because I used to have I used to have awesome home theater setups, but I live in apartments. I've been living in apartments for a while, so I just don't even bother. I don't know, because in an IMAX, there's really not that many seats, is there? And if there's social distancing and you wear a mask in IMAX, that would be awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I wasn't going to say, a part of the thing with theaters, like even after, as they're reopening, they will be at reduced capacity. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. I like being empty. I like mm-hmm. being empty. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But wearing masks... Mm-hmm. you should it's great you should do it but sitting inside wearing a mask through an entire movie mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. christopher nolan probably i don't know how long it is two two and a half hour movie mm-hmm. people aren't going to do it i don't want to do it but i'm not going to be a d-bag so i'll just stay home and not wear a mask so right yeah that doesn't sound fun oh i'm just i was just thinking about the mask thing in theaters yeah um okay we're finally through all that hey do you know how a theater to green light your movie and give you 200 million dollars without a script no i don't i don't but i feel like somebody somebody cracked the code they did all you got to do is be tom cruise oh man (laughs) it's that easy (laughs) so deadline.com pulling a lot of i've jumped all i've got a lot I didn't get all my news from Deadline, but they they break a lot of stories. How Tom Cruise and Doug uh, Lyman pitched, and like the way this headline's written, pitched way to $200 million universal commitment on space film with Elon Musk. Um, so yeah, this was mentioned a while ago. I, I don't know if we were covered it, but yeah, so it's basically whatever. Tom Cruise, space movie, uh, some connection to Eli Musk. Elon yeah. Musk. Eli. <laughs> Um, I'm st- Elon still waiting on that fragrance fragrance line. The Musk, <laughs> no, man. Elon Musk. You'll really want to put some space between everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that joke was going. <laughs> the, fra- the fragrance that will put you- space between you and other people. Yep, yeah, it'll there we go. It'll um, <laughs> it'll encourage social distancing. <laughs> Create some space with Elon Musk. <laughs> SpaceX and SpaceXL for when you need that extra space. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the whole thing is basically <laughs> a triple X for that extra Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- there's not really much to this story as you might Im- imagine because there's no script, so there's not really much to talk about. Uh, but basically, deadline run, and this was like May when the news of that of the movie deal broke. Uh, but base, but deadline ran an exclusive that said, um, basically, they found out that all it took was a Zoom call with Tom Cruise. Uh, 
the guy attached to be director Doug Lim, uh, Lyman, some other people, and they pitched a space movie. Lyman's going to write it to who was this Universal with no script. They're just like Tom Cruise space movie, and Universal's like money. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. I mean, that's all it took. So whatever. It's just an amusing little story. Yeah. Um, the, the Doug Lyman, by the way, I'm probably saying that name wrong because I say all names wrong. Uh, he directed American Made, and which I'm not familiar with, and Edge of Tomorrow, which both Tom Cruise was in both. Edge of Tomorrow, I don't think did well. That was the hmm. one where people didn't know what it was called because it was Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, but then yeah. It just said like live, die, repeat. It was that like Groundhog's right. Day video gamey alien yeah. war movie. The movie Love was fine. Story. It was fine, but it wasn't anything special. Right. Did you, what'd you say, Melanie? I said, and a love story because it's America. So. And it's Tom Cruise. So there was a news story that I seen just the other day um, where apparently like the two, the two leads in that weren't even, they weren't even supposed to kiss, but then like the, I don't remember her name, but the actress felt it was the, in the moment felt it was the right thing to do that. She, her character would want to do that or something. And that made the kiss happen. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Mm-hmm. Because it did seem like it's such a love story. <laughs> Not a great love story, but it's a decent movie. It's because the aliens are cool. And they had mech suits. Yeah. Mechs and aliens, that's all we need. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we talk about that one? Mecha alien. Oh, not or yet. Not, and that alien, but okay. Do we want to? We can jump over there. Sure, why not? We're talking about it. I'm going to have to skip over some news. Okay, so a while ago, Melanie, uh, both times, this this is a Melanie story, it is. had mentioned uh, that Japan, engineers in Japan had been making a like full-size mech robot, like a 60-foot mech robot. I don't know if I can mech? play this video or not. I'm, I'm going to. But uh, this, this month, uh, futurism.com ran a story that, that, that it, it, it can walk. They've made it yep. able to walk. It's such an absurd thing to do. It is. <laughs> you know, why would you? Why? It is a very, it is absurd and like, it's so unnecessary. Unless they really are going to like do something with it. Yeah, giant Gundam. <laughs> this is not good for audio listeners, I realize. I'm sorry. But this is all, this is sped up too. So it's going slow. I didn't realize too. it was sped up, yeah. But you're right. So we're watching the video of this robot um, moving as it takes oh. its first. Uh, it can open its hip piece. <laughs> it's taking its first steps, its baby steps. That's wow. How yeah. um, how do they know that it's not going to like fall over? So this is like baby steps mm-hmm. with training wheels. Right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it's got to have like harnesses and stuff attached to it everywhere. I mean, because if you had like a sixty-foot infant, you wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, that's okay. Just just go ahead and try to walk in the city." Yeah, and you know, you know that thing is expensive. They can't just let it topple over and fall apart. Oh right, man. Sixty-foot. 60 yeah. That's... Plant. Ooh. How much? God, I, mean, I wonder how much that weighs. Even. That's like a metal building falling. It's insane. It's got they gotta like charge people to come and like 
watch it or something. Like it'll come in, walk through your, you know, auditorium <laughs> or something. I don't know because what, how else are they going to, what justifies building a 60 foot robot? For who we have to what end other than like, <laughs> we can. Yeah. We can. <laughs> yeah, it is so slow. And you're right. That vid, that footage is even like sped up almost time-lapse style. Um, not quite that fast, but it is so slow moving and it, the okay. I'm going to have to trim a bunch of this for the audio podcast, but audio listeners, it basically just slowly raises its leg and then puts its leg back down. That's as far as they've got. Because as, as how slow it is, it looks like there's no like like there's no balance stabilization going on there. It's just attached to this like building that it's up against or the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're working that it has some type of system to deal with balance stabilization, but what what they've got going on now, <laughs> it's just it's just a giant robot that does a one-legged can can. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they are just like, okay, but nobody else has a 60-foot robot, right? <laughs> They're not <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> not wrong about that. Okay, so I do have more news stories. Okay. By the way, yeah, Melanie mentioned that a couple weeks ago. I'm glad you brought it up. Huh? Um, I do have more news stories that we'll get to after this next segment, but I got to get to this segment. We got a new segment. It's not oh. new. But it's, it is this is exciting, guys. Can you can you feel that excitement? Get excited. Paul, are you there? I hope you're there. This is for you. I knew this is I I when I was like, what what would Paul want in this show? <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would Paul want more of? All right, you've got you ready? Uh-huh. Gotta kick the segment off right. Snyder watch. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm so glad that my mic was muted because <laughs> that was great. And I would laugh through the whole audio. <laughs> Snyder watch 2020. Wow. That was, you, you were kidding. That was something special. <laughs> oh, audio listeners. Oh man. You got, you got Thursday nights at 8 PM. <laughs> yep. You gotta come watch this, or I guess go to the replay on YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I showed that to Melanie yesterday, and she laughed, and then she's like, "It's not good." <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> that's not good. No, it's gonna be super annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, what, "Is that annoying, or is the subject annoying?" All of the above. <laughs> so I did not have to search for Snyder news this week. This popped up on my phone like days ago. And I was like, this is the first story I gathered for this week's show. And <laughs> I've got a few stories because Comic-Con actually not Comic-Con because DC at the same time as Comic-Con did their own thing. DC con DC con. I don't know what it was called. <laughs> uh, 
so <laughs> TBD con. TB, yeah. All right. So the headline to this is they actually changed it. But uh, Zack Snyder released a Snyder cut Superman scene to wind up fans. Uh, but it's Justice League black Superman suit footage. Um, yeah. So whatever. Like during their like Zoom conference thing, they played a clip or it was kind of a teaser for the Justice League Snyder cut. Oh, oh Paul, I see that. <gasps> Facebook has an emoji middle finger. That is amazing. That's the best news I've heard all day. Okay. Um, and you know, whatever. It's got the scene that I it's basically got the clip that I remember seeing in the original trailers, but I don't think the original trailers showed the black suit uh Superman. I was gonna say Spider-Man. Black suit black suit Spider-Man is pretty cool too. Um yeah, that's it. That's the story. You see <laughs> 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 that's not the whole story i've got more there's more that came out of this but the, this initial part yeah uh you know whatever we've seen pictures it it's cool enough he has a very strange smirk a very strange he's smile in there he's like i got paid witcher money for this <laughs> <laughs> tossed a coin <laughs> um there are, although, okay, here's the first, here's what I've seen. This is a pretty good he headline. Digitalspy.com <laughs> reported, Zack Snyder on Joss Whedon's Justice League, quote, I would literally blow that effing thing up, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> I would set it on fire before I use a single frame that I did not photograph, is another quote. Um, this, again, is from... Man, he is not mincing words for a dude that literally came and saved his show. Right. Uh, so, yeah, basically, I don't know if he was asked. Oh, at Justice Con, which was a special two-day event dedicated to the filmmaker in his early anticipated four-hour-long, soon-to-be-released Snyder Cut. Paul, did you tune into that, Justice Con? That seems like... <laughs> Justice Con. Um, so... If you didn't, it's an injustice. Right. It's a grave injustice. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, he really did. He really did like he did not sense. Like, it, it, it feels like some revisionist history here, man. Like you had like one of the worst possible things that can happen to a human being. And uh and Joss Whedon swooped in and helped finish your movie. Yeah, yeah. It, Maybe I'm misremembering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know that that's the story of how things went down. Um, he had a horrible tragedy in his family and he left the movie. However, I distinctly remember news stories before that, that things were not going well and that there was talk that he was going to get booted off the movie mm. and they were going to replace him. And suddenly there was this personal tragedy and that became the reason. I remember rumors or whatever uh, before the tragedy or maybe, maybe the tragedy happened and like the specifics hadn't got out just like the what as opposed to the why. But I feel like he was on his way out before that happened. And that was like the, once that happened, that was the obvious, like, well, that's, but I might, maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I'm getting a little conspiracy. That, that that does that does track a little bit. I, I do remember that vaguely. Like there was some rumblings. 
Um, I love these quotes. Uh, now, I don't know if he, somebody might have asked him, but if they're asked, like, if it was going to have any of the reshot footage, like, you know, because who knows, like, what he's got, what they've got in the can. Uh, and man, so, quote, I would set it on fire before I use a single frame I did not photograph. This is, that is a effing hard fact. I would literally blow that effing thing up. Um, yeah, man. So he has some feelings about it. A few. <laughs> oh, and then uh, the other thing is that Snyder's Justice League remaster involves restoring IMAX aspect ratio. Speaking of IMAX, so yeah, apparently it was originally filmed with the large uh, 143 to 1. That's so close to just like, no wonder some of that, because the some of the like very rough like black suit uh, Superman clips I'd seen were not normal letterbox ratio. They look more like old TV ratio because it was originally shot in a more square ratio for IMAX, which is much taller than the standard theater mm. screen. Um, so uh, yeah, basically they're going to restore that and I'm assuming show it in IMAX also. Uh, Paul has a good point here. Uh, IMAX ratio for HBO Max. HBO IMAX. <laughs> there you go. I bet yeah. you they'll if they can, I'm sure they'll do like maybe after the fact some uh theater viewings of this thing. No, that's a really interesting yeah, is HBO Max going to HBO Max going to air it that way? Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. I mean also that could there's no way that it would have been released that way on home video before if he hadn't like if the the directors hadn't switched and there was all this but maybe now that it's in whatever state it's in that's another way he can differentiate it from the theatrical cut i don't know i mean if they're going to put it in that ratio though you know you know what's going to happen it's going to suck <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be snyder watch if i didn't uh, just make sure you know that's the catchphrase. And if you don't know, now you know. I'm going to make a shirt. <laughs> it's going to suck. Um, that's that's all I got for Snyder uh, Snyder Watch this week. That was uh, quite a bit more than I had expected, actually. But Yeah, me too. But so it now was I kind of... I kind of want like a, a graphic of uh, Pamela Anderson with uh, Snyder's head on it, running with the like waveboard. They watch the slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They watch the opening. But but like a Snyder, Snyder. snow a Snyder slow mo with some kind of lens flare a la JJ Abrams speed ramp and go super <laughs> slow yeah. and then a yeah. little bit slow. <sighs> <laughs> that all I, I yeah the speed ramp I was gonna do then I was like you know what I'm spending too much time on this stupid graph. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, it was incredible it was incredible I was gonna speed ramp the exploding Grolix logo but I was like. There's no point. <laughs> All right. Um, back to normal news. Uh, I'm going to, I was going to go over some Emmy stuff. Not that I really care, but it, it kind of struck me as interesting. I guess I'll do a quick, we're not going to list episode it because we're going, we've already hit an hour, but uh, the most notable thing to me, uh, this is from Hollywood reporter is Netflix broke the record for most nominations in a single year. They got 160 nominations. Um, Emmys is obviously that's the TV. It's the TV Oscars, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Even though TV is better than movies lately. 
Mm-hmm. And the most nominated series this year is Watch HBO's Watchmen, and I got mm-hmm. 26 nominations. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty interesting to me. Um, yeah. And then the Oddball nomination that I've got to mention is how is this even a category? Something like best, what was it? Actor in a cameo comedic role or something. Uh Anyway, point is Brad Pitt got an Emmy nomination for playing uh, Dr. Fauci in that one Saturday night live, Saturday night live. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Dr. Anthony, you know, like in, in, in pro wrestling, you know what we call this? We call this burying new, new young hungry talent. That's, that's what it's called. Like when Brad Pitt just swoops in out of nowhere, does a SNL spot and then steals an Emmy from somebody else. That's called burying the young talent. Yeah. I, I, it's weird. It's, it doesn't, I, I I find it weird that they even have that's a category like <laughs> that you could be on an SNL skit and win an Emmy for it. There's actually but. a lot of Emmys, you know, and then there's that local Emmys and whatnot. So they're just handing out Emmys. So of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci, people asked him what he thought of this. And uh, also from Hollywood reporter uh, said, quoted him as saying, quote, I don't get distracted by that. I really have to focus like a laser beam on the things that I'm responsible for. But he did say it's somewhat, uh, it doesn't go to my head. It's somewhat surrealistic. I think it's interesting and a little bit strange. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, man, he not getting political, but like I've heard people like that are like, yeah, this guy's doing good. Kind of criticize him being given the spotlight so much because that puts him in the crosshairs to become like this kind of politicized character or not character person but mm-hmm. it's just like well he's just he's a scientist he should be doing his job yeah we don't have to get into it but whatever context i totally get it right that said like and he is definitely between a rock and a hard place that dude knows <laughs> how to handle his stuff like he knows how to keep it I mean, when you're staring down deadly infectious diseases and that's right. your job, like it's your job. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he works for that's the White House cool. and yet constantly gets criticism from the president and and his own White House, but also like is respected from by a lot of people. He's so good at not saying the wrong thing. Yeah. I don't. He's I very careful. I couldn't do it. But even there, like. Oh, go ahead. It is kind of a little bit political, sort of. Like it's the way that politicians talk because th- somebody true. asked him. Somebody asked him once if um, if Donald Trump was the cause of some of these problems, and he's like, "Well, that's the question, isn't it?" That was his answer. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, that's not an answer." <laughs> that's true. And I would, and and I agree. I don't. And I, I don't like the political speak to where it's like just avoiding the answer that you know is really right. in there. Well, let me yeah. answer that question by asking you a question. But in his situation, it's basically like he has very little 
positive he could potentially ever say about the people who are essentially employing him. Yeah. In fact, most things he has to say contradicts what they would say. Mm -hmm. And he's been very good about not necessarily misleading the truth, still kind of putting that out there, but also like not openly criticizing, make, making them angry. Yeah. Right. It's kind of amazing. It is. Especially because yeah, people fly left and right away from the current administration. They they like drop like flies. Yeah, I like Paul's comment here. He says he is the perfect example of a lower paid employee always getting pooped on by the higher ups. Right. All right. Uh, from ScreenRant.com. This is an article that Paul had sent me like tw 30 minutes before the show. And it's something I would have overlooked because I'm not a super Lord of the Rings guy. But Sauron... Galad Galadriel 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 and Elrond uh confirmed for Lord of the Rings TV show. They and weren't busy that. being elves and all. <laughs> right. And I read that. Yeah, my first thought was like, well, they're not real people, but okay. But I get it. They're characters and yeah. they're gonna be in the show. And then I read that and I was like, Oh, there's a Lord of the Rings TV show. That's probably old news, but I I didn't know. But it's an Amazon series, it'll be an mm -hmm. Amazon series. Um and it will include the classic Tolkien characters, those three that I mentioned. Um, but the show itself is not like a direct, it doesn't tie directly to the, whatever the canon of the movies would be. Right. Based on the books. And it's based on um, the Cimmerillion. Yes. Yeah. People know that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't need to explain it because I can't. I don't really, I never really dived into it. Um, like all fantasy shows, though, it will be filmed beginning well not all fantasy shows will be filmed beginning early this year or <laughs> began earlier this year I but mean, that sounds like fantasy right there new zealand where they film all fantasy because yeah, it is freaking beautiful fantasy land <sighs> oh yeah you were there you've been there i've been there yeah it, it's beautiful it's beautiful fantasy land i, I don't right. even think lord of the rings has been there yet <laughs> and i'm still like wow look at these sheep and these green hills and the rainbows, it's beautiful. Give me a kiwi. Check out these sheep. They got beautiful fantasy lands and kiwis. Yep. Oh, man. And macadamia nuts if you like them. So, okay. I've just got two more stories left. Next one's very short. And mainly, I love the first line of this article. So David Wharton wrote this. This is cinemablend.com. But I love how he opened this. Uh, Tekken movie coming to DVD. Do you, how is DVD still a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like a 30, it's like a 25, almost 30 year old technology. We have better technology. Anyway, so the first line, I'm going to read it. Anchor Bay Films and Manga Entertainment are slated to release the live action Tekken movie on Blu ray and DVD July 19th. In related news, holy S bomb, they made a Tekken movie. <laughs> right. I, I just like it because that's how I feel about a lot of these stories that I'll cover that I'm like, Lord of the Rings is going to include these characters. Also, they're making Lord of the Rings TV show. Um, yeah, so it's a live action directed DVD version of, you know, Tekken. So the, the it's going to suck. Game. I can't imagine it won't. It's going to suck. Um, <laughs> directed by Day Dwight H. Little, who did... I, I looked up his IMDb. He did. Uh, he's done a lot of TV shows. He's done a lot oh, of TV okay. directing. Bones. Um, 
some other notable ones. I can't think of what. But he's also directed Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. He's done some film work. All right. Mm-hmm. But mostly TV work since the the 80s. So, yeah. <sighs> I'm not going to, I don't want to trash talk him, but it sounds a little bit like a jobber, maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. He's got some people. So, listen, it's not going to be good. It's oh, movie. <laughs> the year is 2039. The, okay. Here's the story. This is from the uh, PR synopsis that whatever company released about it. The year is 2039. World wars have destroyed everything and territories are run by corporations, the mightiest and cruelest of which is Ekin. Jin Kazama witnesses the death of his mother, June, by Tekken in the slums known as Anvil. Listen, I know Tekken had a story. I never paid attention to that. <laughs> no. I just Anvil. wanted to play. You know what I... You know what Tekken had? It had a dude with a lion head that did wrestling moves, and it had a like a Jamaican dude who did breakdance fighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it a was guy pretty- in a kung fu coat that could do kung fu moves, right? And it had a it had like a like a samurai looking dead ghost guy or something. It had a big flag, and I was like, "How you fight with that big flag?" But he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tekken, Tekken, sweet <laughs> Te- um, Tekken, woo! Yeah, yeah. Tekken had a story. Well, listen, like most fighting games that started, was Tekken 90s? Yeah, I guess it was. I I guess it was late, late 90s. I think I like Tekken better, too, because the chicks in it were were very aerobic or something. Or not aerobic. Like, they could, like, jump up on people and, like, stand there and claw on them and stuff and flip around very good. And, you know, I'm a chick, so I occasionally would like to play chick characters because, you know identifying or whatever and they didn't necessarily have like boobs hanging out yeah i mean was one of them a little girl yes i think so yeah that's kind of i like that too because kids are creepy uh yeah i mean in terms of the older games like tekken was an earlier three 3d fighting game but it was like it had good speed it didn't feel clunky like maybe virtual fighter or some of the older ones and it was also a game that i remember playing it actually makes me a little mad. It was one of those games where non-players and noobs could like pick oh, yeah, up yeah. and just because you could butt mash your way. Like I would sit there and I don't remember it was taking two or three and I'd practice the combos because they also had big combos and I'd like, yeah, practice sure. it. And then like somebody would grab the remote. Like never plays, somebody like Melanie yep. and would stomp me by button mashing. And I'm like, this game sucks. <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was also great. It was okay. Anyway, they've. I remember uh, Tekken was one of the first games that allowed you to do kind of a lateral movement, and that would just like, that would just mess up your, you know, because everybody was used to basically, you know, side scrolling, almost platform style, um, 2D fighting style. And then now you can, you can sidestep stuff, and it just threw people off that weren't used to it. And Tekken, Tekken though was good about it in that it felt fast and respond like and f- responsive because some mm-hmm. of the earlier ones there's like Battle Arena, Toshin Din, uh, Virtual Fighter, even like Mortal Kombat went that way eventually. Mm-hmm. It was clunky to like sidestep. Yeah, but Tekken everything like was pretty fast and and also yeah the the characters were kind of outlandish. It was very memorable, but it stuck around. I think they're up to Tekken six maybe five or six um 
but it's going to get a movie, a live action movie, directed video that I hadn't heard about until its DVD was released or was announced. So wait, so wait, wait, which character is the main character? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, who is who's this plot going to hinge around? Yeah, see there. I mean, there is a story. It's going to be the Lionhead guy, is? <laughs> I don't think so. No. It's going to no. be one of the boring. Oh, uh, I'm a little disappointed. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. <laughs> when did it say this was going to be released? When was this article from? <gasps> this is this an April Fool's story? Nine years ago. Oh my! Well, I think it's okay. coming. <laughs> I think I've... it's. I think it's coming. We dedicated so long to this. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, we wax nostalgic about a game we liked. In related news, holy crap, a Tekken movie came out nine years ago, and I didn't know it existed. <laughs> Is it? So it's out, huh? Like we could watch it after the show. <laughs> that's gonna be. That's gonna be. When, when you looked up his IMDb page, did it? Did I see? Did it, it, <laughs> did it show the the Tekken movie that was out? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> hey, there's also a Tekken 2 that came out. <laughs> and there was a Tekken oh. 3 that premiered. Two? Oh, two. Oh, my God. That's fun. Okay, so here's what happened. This is before I caught what was going on. A lot of my articles I'll get from, like, I've got RSS feeds from a bunch of news sites that I have aggregated. So it'll just list me, like, a bunch of the most recent news. Cinemablend.com did something wacky and jacked with their RSS feed because I noticed oh. all of a sudden I was like, why are there so many Cinema Blend stories? I think these the dates in their RSS feed set everything to like no new oh, today. No. <laughs> away from it. Apparently not before I noticed, not before I collected the Tekken movie story. That's embarrassing. Well, you know what? We're not comment there. (laughs) That's why DVD. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I can't believe it. That should have been our red flag. (laughs) We were like, man, that's that tracks. They're still making DVDs. Oh my gosh. Well, see. The joke's on you. I knew it all along. Yeah. <laughs> this was just like, I was like, what if Rollins 10 years ago? Yeah. All right. Well, here's what, what side we is set up on? the cage. We set up the guns, dude. All right. July 29th, 2020. Last story coming soon.net. Batman, Death in the Family trailer. Robin's fate is in your hands. Um, Man, it's been a long time since I've watched any of the DC animated films. I kind of lost interest. Uh, we've talked about it on the show previously, but there's a new one. It's Batman, Death in the Family, which obviously is the Death in the Family storyline, kind of. Maddie D, what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, we're late, too. Don't worry. You missed the story from 10 years ago. <laughs> 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 I never claimed this to be journalism. We reacted the news. We, we didn't say it was new news. <laughs> no, we reacted all the news. 
week we reacted only. I am not a crook. <laughs> you just find a bunch of stories from like 2007 or something and just react. <laughs> God dang it! <laughs> I think that was the story that provided us the most to talk about. <laughs> right, we're like we actually dug in on that. We're like, huh, Tekken? That's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so death in the family storyline—that's the, the basically the death of Jason Todd. Now they're treating this the, the, this animated film as like it's going to be kind of treated like a prequel to their Red Hood animated film that they've already done. Fine, that's fine. Um, but the interesting thing about this is uh, there is the interactive thing, and uh, Paul, yeah, Paul says it right. Well, he says this: "Choose your own adventure." Batman worries me. No, not me. First off, it doesn't matter. I'm not these 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 animated movies not great anymore man they used to be so good the dc animated things anyway i like it because death of the family they did that gimmick of like should jason survive or whatever right. it was you decide his fate call in and supposedly like people called and like they killed him off because people were like yeah kill him they had the one nine one eight hundred yeah. or one nine hundred number that people could because he was the vote. worst robin he was awful right Everybody and, like uh, be like, you guys, we're gonna kill a kid. Well, yeah, but he was he was bad and um another <laughs> comment from Paul. Let's just send Toby Maguire to play Spider-Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's great news. Man, now he would we, kill it. He would kill it. Really Man, put yeah. him in a black suit too. Black suit Spider-Man, that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> how how would they mess? They can't mess that up. They but they would no. <laughs> Brandon Ralph to play Superman. <laughs> oh, that's an odd choice. I'm into it. Let's try. This is going to be the best Superman ever. It's going to kickstart a whole new se series. Of oh, Superman. you mean they're going to they're going to ignore three and four? That's a great idea. Let's do it, man. We could just take off from the really good Superman movies. This is a great idea. I love it. <laughs> what could go wrong? Kevin Spacey's a great actor. Dude, I was <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kevin Spacey, Brian Singer. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go? Oh God, this is the darkest timeline. It, it is. Will <laughs> <laughs> be the star and Ghost Dad. <laughs> Melanie shared a thing with me. I know this is total sidetracking. Melanie, what was that thing you shared with me? It was a Doctor Who um, for the Universal. Was it Universal? Oh for yeah, the for the movie, whatever. Whoever. Uh, Par Paramount. Okay, this is from. She sent me an article from factinate.com. Fifty wibbly wobbly timey wimey facts about Doctor Who, and one of the ones that stuck uh, out blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, was apparently when Paramount Pictures considered making a Doctor Who movie, their first choice for the Doctor was Michael Jackson. Their backup for the role was Bill Cosby. Oh, God. Yeah. oh no! <laughs> oh my God! And on the one hand, they would have beat BBC to a Black Doctor. Oh, I don't know when this was, but if they were considering Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby, it was a while ago. You're right. Um, George Lucas has announced the Star Wars prequel series. <laughs> and anticipation is through the roof. Who's gonna play Vader? <laughs> Who's this Darth Maul? He looks like a great villain. It's going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> they they could build several films around him. 
<laughs> Ray Park is incredible. <laughs> now I just want to react to old news. <laughs> Morgan Freeman would be a great doctor. Oh, Morgan Freeman would be a great doctor. Like a certain kind of doctor, of course. But he's be a very reserved just kind be, of doctor. He'd be a great doctor sleep. He'd be like, just lay down, <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, God. Morpheus, gotta sleep. Um, so anyway, this Batman death in the family we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, that uh, now okay, so it's gonna be things that are like based on properties that are decades old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's, like Jar Jar Binks, it's like a segue. What? Jar Jar Binks is going to be the bomb in the movie. Oh, yeah. The, oh. You know, they need more alien races in Star Wars, really. So, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, just need, I just need Paul's comment. <sighs> the doctor likes custard and jelly babies, not putting pops in roofies. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. The jello. <laughs> that's, my, that's my impression. That's your, that's your jello. Judge me by it. Okay, so according to the official description from Warner Brothers, the interactive Blu-ray presentation offers many different ways for viewers to tell the Batman death in the family story with numerous twists and turns in the middle and several possible endings. Now, this is weird because I would assume since they're doing death in the family, it'd be like you watch the movie and then you decide if he dies at the end. But apparently they're going to do kind of a it is going to be more of a choose your own adventure bandersnatch way. Yeah, um, bandersnatch. Oh, man, I wish Netflix would do more things like that, but I, I have a feeling like that was such an undertaking that they did it once. They're like, we're good. <laughs> anyway, um, written, directed, and produ uh, produced, directed, and written by Brandon uh, Vetti. Death in the Family offers an inventive take on the long-demanded story. In the new animated presentation, the infamous murder of... Okay, we know the story. Well... We know the story. I mean, but the killing joke was also something that people thought they would really enjoy, too. So some things are just left better left alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if they're going to. I'm still angry about that. Once in a while, I go read my I reread my review on Letterboxd about it. <laughs> <laughs> was it as bad as I remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Everything on paper. It should have been perfect. And they just flopped it in every possible way they could. This is weird. Like, it looks like it mixes. I mean, it mixes all of the storylines that actually happened, but it also throws a Red Robin element into it, too. Paul, weird. I like the killing joke. The animated version? Ooh, not good. So, the, well, the, the, the DC animated stuff kind of has, I mean, other than like killing joke and stuff where it's like that's its own thing. Mm -hmm. it definitely they change when they do these stories they change a lot sure and of course they they kind of, i mean if they're can it's weird that they're going to take the like choose your own adventure thing and use that as a like canon prequel to an already a film they've already done it's kind of like well i'm guessing robin kind of dies at the end regardless what you choose but um so you think you get to be like i think they need to use a chainsaw or something like that, or is it, you know, not? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, crowbar, classic, or chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> laughing gas. Yeah, be like, choose your weapon. 
Oh, Maddie D in the comments with a Jim Croce reference there. Was it? You don't you don't step on oh, Superman's right, right. cape, and you don't animate an Alan Moore story. You don't mess around with Jim. I mean, Alan Moore. What if you Paul, were? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Paul says yes, but I think I may have been more invest. I may have been invested more in the excitement of the cast choice. Oh yeah, that well they they brought back. Yeah, but a bad product is a bad product. Dude, I was super excited, and maybe that was my mistake. I was super excited because this is why I say, on paper, the the Killing Joke animated film they did should have been amazing because the casting was there, the 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 writers. It was a solid writer handling the screenplay. Um, basically, everyone involved was either like classic animated series Batman uh, people or actual comic book writers and stuff or both and it it you're contradicting yourself paul see i go in with zero expectations except you were more invested in the excitement of the cast choice that does not sound like zero expectations but <laughs> right um what they did just it wasn't i was not a fan of it <laughs> i was about to get in a real argument with paul and it was very <laughs> one-sided because i'm on here and he's on chat <laughs> <laughs> with a five minute delay now it looks like our delay has gotten better it's gotten better i did want to say real quick if you haven't viewer or listener uh you might want to think about visiting patreon.com slash podcast yes this is a random patreon pimpage but because we recently did what was it last weekend maybe yeah we did the, we did our patreon only exclusive elitist live stream <laughs> um and it, it went a little differently than i expected only in that if you ever wanted to hear us truly uncut uncensored and not like not steering the conversation away from certain topics <laughs> that's 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 where you can do it and maybe i shouldn't advertise that at all but uh, we, we went full politics there were swears occasionally um so yeah i don't know it was a lot of fun it was much more kind of relaxed and i guess on focused but i don't even remember what we talked about like <clears throat> if we if we wanted to like tease a topic i couldn't tell you what it was i don't know yeah. it was we talked about a lot of things it was it was a lot of fun so the replay is available for our patrons oh i guess uh, i talked about star trek a little bit so if you want to know what I think about the new Star Trek. You know what? In a satisfied patron right there, Maddie D, it is well worth the money to listen. Yeah, good. And we don't necessarily announce before when we're going to do a live stream there, do the Patreon-only live stream. Because we don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so if you don't get a like, I know Matt was disappointed that he didn't, like, he didn't get notified that we we're doing it till like, long after we did it. And he was disappointed he didn't get to join in live. But um yeah i mean it's kind of our bad we, we're not great about heads up because we're just kind of winging those um, the main thing is to get them out there and then they're there so you can watch them later if you missed it it's a dollar is it a dollar a dollar a month or more like one five and i think 10 or 15 is the highest um but yeah it, a dollar at least a dollar and you're a patron and get access to the pre-shows and the live streams and the main thing with the live stream is since we're doing live shows weekly now we don't really do pre-shows 
Right. So this is like, hey, let's just do another live stream to make up right. three shows. And if you do happen to catch us live, maybe I'll throw you a link to join us in the stream yard. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there. Yeah. Are we like getting- a Michael Jackson Doctor Who. Melanie, I'll be there. Yeah, I was saying he <clears throat> he wouldn't even need the TARDIS because he could just morph into his own spaceship. And <laughs> from Moonwalker, right? He transforms into a car. <laughs> do you think that's do you that is such an exec pick? So you could tell what was popular. You know who the kids like? They like them that weird Michael Jackson guy. He can turn into cars and he can moonwalk real good. I bet moonwalk. he'd be great with a sonic screwdriver. What he travels to space? Well, my Michael Jackson makes lots of money. Moonwalk. Yep. Yeah. They they did a they did a space movie for him from them Epcot Center. I need to I need to research that more, man. I want to know all. I want to know everything because I've never heard of this potential movie that almost was. Mm-hmm. And if he's not available, there's always room for Jello. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that was definitely would have had to be. That was definitely an '80s. Yeah, like, before oh. Michael Jackson and his like reputation got real weird in the '90s. Who appeals to families and kids at the same time? Right. <laughs> And oh man, gosh, oh, the world. <laughs> uh, hey, Melanie. Hey, Randall. What should we be amazed about? T- today, we're going to be amazed about technology because yesterday or the day before, in the mail, I received from Wish. Oh boy. Uh, a key ring flash drive that I paid like three or four dollars for maybe maybe two even i don't know somewhere in that range between two and four dollars for two terabytes of storage two freaking terabytes on a keychain for four dollars that is insanity to me like doesn't even seem that long ago randy i was like oh i got you a terabyte for a hundred dollars it's so exciting and it was huge and this is oh man it's going so fast Oh, and I, they're going to make a quantum internet, apparently. They're like, yep, start building it. Work, like, start working on it. Figure it out. Oh Figure it out. Can you imagine the deep state and the dark web and the quantum in the quantum realm? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, Melanie was over yesterday. and we Was that yesterday? Yeah. We were talking about the quantum internet thing. Probably. And I was trying to, like, wrap my mind around, like, well, what does yeah. that even mean? How does that it work? Means- it means... You'll have the dankest Elon Musk memes across <laughs> all universes. The most advanced technology <laughs> the world has ever seen <laughs> for propaganda and Elon yeah, Musk for memes. memes. The dankest memes. Uh, yeah, you can have a terabyte in your pocket now. Yeah. The terabyte thing is pretty impressive. In your pocket. I am amazed by that. Yeah, I know. Because I, I got it and I was like, whoop. Really? So I had to plug it in and check, and it's yes, it's one point, it's one point nine terabytes. Now I, 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 I warned Melanie. I don't think she looked really like. I don't. Have you looked into it? Looked on the drive? Anymore? No, I didn't. I just plugged it in to see how much. I like 
flash drive off wish you better check that for like unwanted software but could no i'm not gonna say it they say you could have a china virus the chinese virus i did it i did it is that is that where rona came from <laughs> who knows i've never heard of it <laughs> never heard where that came from um so but but yeah so then our our quantum my bewilderment at the whole quantum everything turned into teleporting and i am strictly i am i am gonna i am sticking to it teleportation if they figure it out i ain't doing it because it's not teleportation it's the prestige they're going to clone you. They're going to murder you. They are going to disintegrate you on a molecular level and then take some other mo molecules and make a clone of you. It's not you. You're dead. Or <laughs> that's my or stance. you'll be pretty fly for a white guy. But no, it's 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 but that's right. not how it is. It's so it's because right. of quantum entanglement. So it's weird. It's some weird thing that they can do, you know. Don't you, you like look into science and some of the weird stuff that happens with the quantum entanglement stuff? It's just it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. But there, there's a way that you can do it that you really. The only way I could be convinced if they can half teleport somebody, which sounds horrific, but if they can <laughs> teleport like the top half and tell the top half, all right, uh, wiggle your toes or kick your foot, and then elsewhere the bottom half does the thing. Maybe I'll be a bit more convinced. And then if they can put them together after that, I'm more convinced. Uh, until that point, <laughs> I don't think they're the same being. Uh, Matt, Matty D says, my friend came across her old iPod non Nano, which had 16 megabytes of music from like 10 years ago, and it still works. So yeah, technology is amazing. It's pretty amazing. And those things were like, like that big. <laughs> but not a Nano. Nanos were that but still like now that terabyte thing is like or is it you from another dimension but without a beard it's like the opposite of mirror mirror universe from star trek i mean if there's another dimension like i'm definitely going there because i don't think it's an evil randy that's going to come out of that side i think it's probably the good randy is going to end up here like, you never oh. think that it's going to be a doppel i mean a evil randy <laughs> You never think that's what's going to happen. But you guys, aren't the bad guys usually the ones like with beards? Mm -mm. No. 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 Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> what? I mean, if this is the darkest timeline, we are all the evil version. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. And I think we're all agreed. Man, it is. that's probably true. Yeah. There's a much better. Paul says, yeah, well, my eight track player still works too so <laughs> yeah but how many songs can that eight track player hold one <laughs> <laughs> and are they any good <laughs> jim croce <laughs> i'm sure you get him on eight track welcome to croce cast matt matty d yes that's why i'm sporting a van dyke <laughs> I should sometime like it's getting out of control. Trim it into like a obvious evil goatee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, this was fun.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. We laughed a lot. It was good. This is a good. That's a comment I usually reserve for after the stream. It's either this was fun or that felt like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's like eh, it was yeah. a mess, but that was fun. A fun, hot, sloppy mess. So <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm not me. editing that. <laughs> Podedit.com. Podedit.com. If you're listening to this later, it'll sound way better than what you're hearing right now. I'm busy with my aid work for this junk. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, in the future for listening. And uh, you take it easy. Take it easy. Be safe. I was going to make some type of joke back to something we talked about, but I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yep. Tekken right, bye, two, everybody. baby. I'm excited. Tekken two. <laughs> movie. Already out. That already Tekken. happened. <laughs> oh, all right. It is next week. <laughs> so good. All the just the most cutting edge news. <laughs> like entertainment news from the 60s. Ooh, crossover. Oh, yeah, there we go. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash grawlixpodcast. I did want to say real quick. Uh, yes. <laughs> I did want to say real quick. Stop talking. I actually thought he was frozen for a second. Nope. He was reading the chat. <laughs> Listen, I... The chat is a big part, uh, like part of why I really like doing these live shows. What kind of, I think, at least for me, hooked me on these live shows. Sure. Even back on CastBox was the chat. That said, the chat is not good for me and it's not good for my performance on a podcast. Nope. <laughs> it contributes to derailing frizzle pops. <laughs> so, 